This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, my name is Tim Schwartz, and welcome to the Life After Blindness Spotlight. This is the podcast where I interview someone related to the blind and visually impaired community. Join me each week as we explore their journey with a life after blindness. This week, I have a special guest from Eastside Eyewear, David Demers. I turned and looked at my wife who was sitting two or three feet from me and could see her eyes clear and I saw her smile. That's when the tears started. The first day I got my glasses, I was I went to I, I brought them into school. I'm like, you guys can't say anything. I'm moving back to the room in the back of the room. When I first showed up at Rotary with Eastside, the, all the ladies kept coming. Oh man, you must be able to see how wrinkly we are and how old we look. And and I said, uh, no, no. I said you you all look beautiful. If you're sitting down across from somebody and you're watching them, you've you, you totally see their face, which normally I would not see any facial expressions at all. I love the fact that this technology has given me you know, the ability to engage with my kids you know, the way I always dreamed of, I would. My daughter's symphonic orchestra had a performance at her school and uh, she plays cello. And she was sitting on the back row, probably a good hundred feet away perhaps and um, I was able to sit there and zoom in on her and she looked up and saw me and she smiled and waved and I, I waved back because I could see her for the first time at a performance and uh, that's when the floodgates started. It just opens up a whole new world it's uh, unbelievable almost. I wouldn't be able to work for sure if if I didn't have the e-sight the opportunity, the ability to be connected to my family and what they see in their world, I'm seeing that same world. And that's something that I will cherish for the rest of my life. I can see things and enjoy the things that I, I once enjoyed when I was able to see clearly. You say it's pretty, uh, pretty awesome. This is Tim Schwartz with the Life After Blindness podcast, and today I'm speaking with David Demers from eSight. He's going to speak with us a little bit about what eSight Eyewear is, who's it for, what it does, and how it works. So I'd like to welcome to the podcast, David Demers. Hello, David. Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Who is eSight Eyewear for? Well, eSight is uh, specifically um, made for people with low vision and for people who are legally blind. So it is um, specifically for people who have some vision left. So for people who are totally blind, uh, we don't have any vision to work with, but we can help a wide range of people who have some vision left, for example, ranging between 2100 to roughly 2800 vision. 
Um, and we have people with even lower vision than that who sometimes use it as well. Uh, for a wide range of eye conditions, um, a lot of our users have macular degeneration, star guards. Um, I, myself, I have Leber's optic neuropathy. So really, um, we're, we're still learning as we go uh, how, how many different types of uh, eye conditions, vision loss that we can help. So as long as there is some vision there, like you said, uh, that, that range of 2100 to 2800 or so, as long as there's some window of vision to see through, eSight may, may be something that could work for those people. Exactly right, yes. Now, it does work typically better for people who, for example, lost their central vision and see uh, in their peripheral vision, like people with macular degeneration. Uh, we have some users with retinitis pigmentosa, for example, uh, but their, their field of view has to be uh, pretty big. So if their tunnel vision is too small, uh, we can't give them the impression of widening their tunnel, and uh, a lot of times they see pretty clearly in their tunnel. So those types of those, those, uh, people with RP and glaucoma are more case by case, uh, but uh, for uh, every other type of vision loss, we're able to help pretty much uh, seven uh, out of every 10 people. So then that leads into the obvious question, and you kind of already answered this a little bit, but can you expand a little bit more as to who Eastside Eyewear then is not for? Well, I would say especially um, right away for people who are totally blind, like I said, but also there, there can be different factors uh, depending on a person's age or, or other uh, medical conditions that could come into play. Um, so, for example, if, if a person has real hard time keeping their head steady at high zoom levels, then uh, that might be a little more complicated. But we, we do a lot of things to help make that easier for people. So really, there, there's not... It's quite impressive the amount of people uh, that we can help uh, with low vision. I would say actually quite a big majority of people uh, can get some benefit out of eSight. For the people who aren't familiar with eSight Eyewear and, and what it can do, tell me a little bit about the basics of the hardware, about what it is, how it works, and, and what it does. So essentially we have a high resolution camera that's right above the nose and that captures everything that we look at. And then we have two uh, also high resolution organic LED screens really close to the eyes and the images get processed in, in real time. So there's virtually no lag at all. And whatever we look at, we can zoom in on it. We can increase the contrast. Uh, the autofocus is lightning fast. Um, so basically everything we can, we can look at, we can enhance it and make it better for our vision to see. And how are the users seeing what's coming through the camera? The screens are very close to the eyes. And okay. so for many people, the closer to the eyes it is, the more we maximize their, their residual vision. Um, so, for example, like myself, um, if I have two fingers really close to my eyes, I can see them. But if they're uh, just uh, an inch or two away, my fingers disappear. So the fact that the screens are really close, I'm using my, my best, my vision uh, to its fullest. And then with the zooming, with the enhanced contrast and all the different algorithms that are happening in real time to, to make the image easier for someone with low vision to see, uh, can can really help people do a lot of different types of activities. So in essence, it is smart eyewear that as you're using it in, in different circumstances or situations, it knows to change that contrast and, and to adjust for light and things like that? 
Yes, and so, well, basically the user has a controller um, and uh, we can uh, adjust our own zoom and our own contrast. And I would say 90% of the time, that's the only thing I need to adjust. Everything else is automatic. So depending on if I'm looking at something far away, I just need to zoom in more. Uh, or if I'm looking at something close up, but that's really, really small, then I, I can zoom in, for example. And so you can adjust really quickly, whether it's something close up or far away or for anything in between. So the only dial I'm using is the zoom dial most of the time. And everything is uh, everything else is automatic. That's really cool. That's really interesting that it works that way. So now I understand that recently eSight 3 has come out. So you have a brand new version, uh, I presume, with all new high-tech bells and whistles. So talk to me a little bit about what makes eSight 3 different than its predecessors. Well, eSight 3 is very exciting. It's a huge advancement. I have a lot to say about it because I'm a user myself. But but to begin with, it's it's a much smaller and much lighter, so that's going to make a lot of people happy. There's a lot of little details that we've made much, much better. Um, so to begin with, like I said, it's, it's lighter, it's smaller. Uh, the bioptic tilt, the, the patented bioptic tilt that we have, uh, has an, an even bigger range, so we can tilt the glasses up even higher and um, free up our uh, peripheral vision even more. We've integrated an LED lamp or flashlight that can help illuminate in dark uh, situations, like reading a menu in a darker and a dimly lit restaurant, for example. We've added, for example, the menus now. There's a whole uh, there's a lot more things now that we can personalize or customize and uh, the menus we can make any size that we want we even have talking menus really um, yeah so that that's really good too for people with very low vision who are used to speech synthesis we can have talking menus for example it's it's connected we've got wi-fi so people can uh, update via wi-fi their device uh, with the free updates that we offer uh, when we make improvements, there's going to be Bluetooth as well. So, I mean, the, the list goes on and on. There's so many improvements with the new device that it's just really quite spectacular. So now with the eSight 3, as you've described it being smaller and sleeker and more high-tech with the Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and, and the speech synthesis and all this, what size are these glasses? If you can kind of give the listeners a little bit of an idea of, of, of what type of, of size. I mean, I, I hope these aren't, we're talking you know, big goggle type size things, but mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm presuming they're not probably just as light as regular sunglasses, or are they? Um, well, they're um, almost just as light as regular sunglasses. Uh, they're, they're certainly a little bit bigger. Um, but for those who have tried eSight 2, they'll see that it, it's significantly smaller and lighter. Uh, for those who haven't, I would describe it as a being uh, like a sort of uh, almost like a virtual reality head-mounted display. Uh, it's very light. It's only 104 grams. And uh, the controller uh, is is very small, too. It fits in your hands and it fits in, in, in a regular pants pocket. It's kind of similar in size to a a uh, Wii remote uh, controller uh, for the video games. So oh, okay. it's kind of comparable to that. Some people have also compared the head-mounted display uh, glasses portion to like a Geordi in, in Star Trek. Um, so yeah, I've seen a lot of, of reviews <laughs> online and articles that, that describe it just in that way, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... it's um, 
it's going to obviously in the future going to keep getting smaller and smaller, but uh, it, it's very comfortable and someone could wear it for many, many hours during the day. Now, the controller itself, uh, I presume that that has some sort of tactile markings on it. So you're aware of what each buttons are, what they do, uh, so that you can feel it without having to look at it if it's in your pocket or, or whatever. Exactly. So the concept is that you're not supposed to have to look at the controller while you're using it. And that way, you know, it's really also like a hands-free mobile device that we're really using our hands while we're looking at what we're doing and only occasionally need to use a controller. And uh, like you said, it's all tactile, so we don't have to look at what we're doing. And we have um, video, uh, visual feedback on the screens of what we're doing and also the uh, talking audio feedback if we want from the narrator. So David, then what would you say are some common uses or practical everyday uh, uses for Eastside eyewear? Uh, well, we have people that use eSight for so many things uh, from at home, at school, at work. You know, it can be uh, just reading recipes, reading your mail, doing your groceries, um, playing games with friends. Uh, I, I help some older people play uh, bridge, for example. Um, but I've also helped a lot of people uh, at school. And at school, it's quite amazing what some students can do. They can they can see the board. Uh, they can actually, some of them actually plug right into the smart board because we can actually plug a TV or uh, a computer right into the eSight glasses, which is really awesome. Um, and that can also be useful for people who use eSight at work. Uh, for example, I'm currently helping someone with their eSight who works in broadcasting. So he's often using eSight to plug in different types of cables and wiring and working on the computer to do, uh, you know, audio and video editing. So that's amazing. Uh, we have a, a, psych, a psychiatrist who uses eSight to look at people's faces while they, they're, they're in, in sessions. Um, uh, people who are working in customer service, factory floors, the 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 list goes on, and and we just keep learning exciting things that people can do with eSight. It's amazing. That's really neat yeah. that there's so many versatile situations that you can find between school, work, just everyday life, and and living uh, with blindness, as we say here on on the Life After Blindness podcast. Just that journey of living with blindness, and eSight really seems to be able to help in those situations in a multiple uh, multitude of different situations uh, where people can just live that daily life. Yeah. And, and that's what it's all about. It, it's empowering people to, to have a life after blindness, you know, and to, to be able to be independent and, and live fulfilling lives to contribute to society. And it's just so important to our core philosophy and, and to what everything you say can bring to people's lives. Um, to me, it's an honor and a privilege. Absolutely. Absolutely. With all this technology, especially being very small, very sleek, uh, being able to be, you know, in the palm of your hand, your pocket, of course, technology like this comes with a price and sometimes a hefty price tag. Uh, talk with me a little bit about what the cost of eSight 3 is. And uh, I know that eSight works with organizations and others to help defray that cost if somebody can't afford it. But, but talk to me a little bit about the cost and what's involved. Sure. So um, it is always a big challenge between uh, having the latest and, and most high-tech uh, technology out there and also making it accessible and affordable to people. So, you know, our mission is that everyone deserves to see and uh, we truly believe that everyone for whom eSight works for, they should 
be able to get it. So in, in that uh, perspective, we're pl proud to announce that the price has gone down from 15000 to 9995 and so that already is a big step towards uh, affordability. But we also understand that that's still a big investment for a lot of people. We work very, very hard in working with government programs in different states, uh, vocational rehab centers, uh, and different types of funding sources that we can connect people to. We actually have a team dedicated just to that. And we have also a fundraising team that can help people guide, help guide people through the fundraising process. Uh, we have had some very successful fundraisers, so we really try to do everything we can to help people get access to funding. Uh, we have an affordability program as well where people could look into getting a loan also for eSight. So we, we have a lot of um, of options and people can talk to our client, our, our vision advocates uh, about that. That's fantastic. Sounds like eSight's really tried to not only focus a lot on dedicating themselves to their product and making the product better and more technically, uh, you know, technically able for their users and making it be the best experience possible, but then also doing their very best to make sure that you can get it in as many, many hands and on as many eyes as absolutely possible. So I think that's really a good, uh, good thing that Eastside's doing to do that. Yeah, we're very proud of our, our mission. Correct. Yeah. Now, earlier in our conversation, you mentioned that you yourself are visually impaired and that you actually are a user of eSight. So talk to me about that process. Uh, you came to eSight actually before being an employee there, correct? That's right. Yeah. So I, I actually lost my vision about seven years ago due to Lieber's optic neuropathy. Uh, it was very sudden and um, I, I had to, like many people, adapt to my new lifestyle um, find a new career, having been um, a commercial photographer before, so I had a very visual career. So I ended up going back to university, and uh, during those years, uh, some uh, a friend told me about eSight, so I looked into it, and I, I, I had the chance to try it one time at a at a low vision technology conference. And um, they actually told me at first they didn't think it was going to work for me because back then they were saying it was for people who had vision between 20, roughly 2080 and 2400, and I'm 21,000 vision. So I uh, didn't think it would work for me, but we tried it, and right away I was able to see words, and that, that was amazing, and yeah. um, and yeah. I was able to see uh, my mother's face for, it had been a very long time, so that, that was just crazy for me to see words. I, you know, that was gonna help me with my studies, and I never thought I was able to, gonna be able to see words again. So. Um, you know, we got together, my family, we figured out a way for me to get eSight. And um, when I graduated from university, uh, the first company I called was eSight and they knew about me already. And I, I said, you know, I would love to work for you guys. And it's been, it's been a love story since then. I've been with eSight for, um, for a little over two years. I've been using eSight for three years. And my job is to help other people know and learn about eSight uh, to learn how to use eSight, because every eSight user is a, a assigned to an ambassador like me who already uses eSight to help with the training. Uh, because I, I've been through it, you know, at first it was it was tougher for me, especially with 21,000 vision. So I had to practice maybe more than other users and, um, you know, practice regularly. 
uh, but reading got faster and easier over time. And I found that after after time, other things got easier, like hand-eye coordination. I, I started doing more and more activities, uh, reading my mail, using my computer. Um, and then now today, after a few years of eSight, the list goes on and on. Uh, I do my groceries. I um, I've even played bowling with my eSight. Uh, I, I go to the theater uh, quite regularly. So it's really I can't live without eSight anymore. That's phenomenal. That's really a great story. And thank you for sharing that. Uh, I think it really hits home what eSight can do for an individual and especially having someone like yourself who has experienced it outside of the company and then coming to it. I, th- I think that's a really neat, uh, nearly neat experience to have that you can bring to the table in, in your position with eSight. If anybody wants more information about eSight eyewear, about the company, uh, about getting glasses and what they, what it could do for them, what steps should they take? Who should they contact? Um, well, they uh, first can go and have a look at our website, which is www.esiteeyewear.com, where we have a lot of information, a lot of videos uh, from other users and stuff. They can check out our Facebook group. We're all over social media. Um, but also they can call our toll-free number, which is one 837 4448 and then they can uh, press the option to talk to one of our vision advocates and answer uh, all the questions you have about eSight, how to get it, and how to try it. David, I'd like to thank you so much for joining me on the Life After Blindness podcast and sharing all this information about eSight eyewear and your experiences. I uh, really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ken. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.